Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, not as always, because we had to take a break last day, last week, Mary Catherine Ham, and I am here with my buddy, Vic Mattis of the Free Beacon. How are you doing, Vic? And then I'll, uh, I'll get into... Oh, uh, Mary Catherine, <laughs> I, I, I want wait for... I should go last because we people want to know, number one, that you're alive. Yes. And this is proof. This is This is proof of life, as they say. And I'm looking at you on Zoom. You look fine. I mean, you sound, you know, your voice, you sound a little bit like Suzanne Plachette. Or yeah, that's what I was going for. Ethel Merman. No, no, I'm I've, I've moved it's from a, like Kathleen Turner over yeah. to Suzanne Plachette. Uh, yes. Uh, but how are you feeling and what is going on and what, okay. ha- what happened? So first of all, uh, thanks to everybody for flexibility and to Mr. Matt Cottonetti for oh, sitting in. Great. I knew he would do a fabulous job. It was a lot of I'm, fun. I'm only jealous that the Vel- Velveeta martini got covered while I, know. I was gone. <laughs> but you know what? That 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 feels like a once in a lifetime. But you know what? I got an invitation to go try the Velveeta oh. martini with a friend. Oh, nice. The question is, will I be well enough to be seen in public to do that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That might be good for your health. You never know. I mean, there's I think, dairy. I feel like you know. There's calcium. You think that would set me back a couple of days? No, and the alcohol would you know help clean out your system plus calcium. So totally, it's, it's, it's totally. like it's like the best. Of um, okay, so here's what happened: is that I got a very special virus, not the coronavirus, called hand, foot, and mouth disease. No, that's and what I, the babies get. And I got it from my baby. Oh yes. My God. Now I have heard in the past, but I figured it was like mostly, you know, far away tales of other adults having gotten this in the past. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that sounds bad because it's worse for adults. It's much like coronavirus. The older you are, the worse it is. Yes. So babies just get a sniffle and a rash and then adults are down for long periods of time. I am so glad we're doing this on Zoom. <laughs> I just thought you had a cold. I'm like, oh, what's the matter with her? Oh, thank well, no. God. So I, so the first thing that ha- I could just kind of scratchy throat and look in general, do I think that cataloging one's sickness for the public is, is a particularly entertaining endeavor? No, I do not because we've seen a lot of that during COVID. So we don't need to know all of it, but I will, because there are like 13 unaccounted for days now, yes. I must, I must explain myself. And the whole time I felt like, God, what is wrong with me? Like I just... Every day I'd be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be better tomorrow. Nope. She would not be better tomorrow. So it just started out with like a scratchy throat and you guys heard me on the podcast mm-hmm. a little, a little funky. Yeah, and you I could thought, hear it. I thought, oh, the next day I was a little worse, but by Tuesday I'll be fine. Tuesday, Wednesday, fine. I'll record with you, Vic. Nope. No. Could not talk. <laughs> and by the way, not talking with three children is very difficult. Yes. Were they receptive to hand signs, signals, well, gesturing. Well, here's the thing, is that you, you, learn sign language. Really, you learn really quickly how seldom your children listen to you the first time. <laughs> because it's like painful to speak. Yes, and you have just, every time you repeat, it's like- You're just begging them yeah. not to give you follow-up questions. Like, I you, cannot yeah. take any follow-up questions. I think I would, I would resort to like pounding fist on desk or something like that on table. I'm lucky that they are generally helpful. So they're yes. not like- hellions so i didn't have to be yelling and they understood Uh, mommy mommy can't speak yes i have missed reading to them because i usually read to them every day so that's been a bummer yeah but my oldest has been reading to us to the to the family oh that's great as i convalesce anyway 
So yes, I got hand, foot, and mouth disease. As you can see on video, I am not grotesquely malformed. I did not get all the blisters. I didn't get yes. any of that. Yes. Some, some, some adults people. do, and they can be very, very painful. So I didn't get that. I just got the worst sore throat I have ever had. Wow. And I went to the doctor. Like hurts to swallow. Yes. I oh. went to the doctor praying it was strep so they could give me something for it. But she looked back there and she's like, and I knew that my daughter had hand, foot and mouth disease. Oh. So I told her that. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. This looks viral. <laughs> There's oh. there was really nothing we can do. So I've gone through all the things, the tea well, and the gargling yeah. and various throat sprays. You're saying there's no cure per se. There's not like a pill. Well, you yeah, can there's take. there for the symptoms, but not for the actual. Oh, it just has just to run its to course. Clear. Oh, my gosh. And so I'm trying everything and nothing worked. Nothing. The only thing that worked was ice water that made it slightly numb. That was it. Wow. You know what I have? I like, you know, spraying chloroseptic, which as a kid, it's like poison. But as an adult, you can, I, yes. I, I can handle so it I, better. I tried that and it would yeah. feel better for a little bit, but it felt like all the synthetic uh -huh. medicine I took <laughs> eventually irritated it. So it felt worse. Oh my gosh. So, so I was just on Tylenol and tea and ice water. And the main thing, the main problem is, and why it's lasted this long, I could not sleep. I was going to say, you must have slept great. <laughs> I could not sleep. I couldn't knock myself out with anything. I tried. Yeah. Those and are the worst hours to be awake. Yes. I mean, and so I've just tough. like, there were, there were a good five to seven nights where I didn't put together an hour of sleep together because I would just wake up and cough. Oh my God. Throat would hurt. Have to go back to sleep. And so because of that, obviously my body cannot repair itself. So here I am 13 days later. And in the last two nights, I've finally been able to sleep. It just has to run its course. It's like you feel like you're oh. in a vicious cycle, but eventually time, time will heal all. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I have, just, yeah, I have made it. I have made it through. I did have several other parents in my life send me pictures of their terrible bouts with hand, foot, oh. and mouth disease. So I, like I joked that like I didn't change my life that much for COVID, but I'm going to be the Dr. Fauci of hand, foot and mouth disease. <laughs> right. Like I will never change a diaper gloveless yeah. again ever Isolate in my life. That's, that's not thing. actually true. But like I will I will be more careful because yes. this was good. Terrible. I, I was I wasn't sure. And I, I was fully expecting you. You were going to tell us you had monkey pox. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you spit your drink. <laughs> that would be impressive. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, again, no judging, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm just well, like, everyone, everyone you, why wasn't I invited? You know, it's like, <laughs> everyone assumes you have COVID. I, I didn't have COVID. I got tested for yes. it at the doctor to, yes. to get asked, into the doctor. People asked me and I said, no, she doesn't. <clears throat> I said, nope, I didn't, didn't have that. In fact, this to me, and this is not to discount mm -hmm. any, anyone else's experience with COVID, this was what COVID was advertised as. What I had for the yeah. last two weeks is what yeah. I expected All the COVID to be. Yeah. And the feelings. So here I am. I'm glad sort of, you're on, sort of yeah. like on my feet again. I'm glad you are on on the mend. <sighs> on the mend. You sound fine. I know you're gonna get you know, there's only so much time you can and energy you can expend on the voice. So yes. we'll try to be efficient. I will say I yeah. just wanna I just wanna thank again Matt Continetti for being on the show, for pitching in at the very last moment and he was great he's he's no nonsense guy you know so when he showed up he just comes he went to my office and i'm just you know getting my stuff he's like okay you ready 
And I said, yeah. what? Okay, let's go. So yeah, we go very, to- very different style from my, no, from my way of. We sit down. Okay, let's go. And then, and then we tape. And then like, and, and, so, and as soon as we were done, he just gets up from the chair and leaves. He's like, <laughs> you know, there's a story about Frank Sinatra being part of the, the old I Love New York commercial in the 1980s, right? And it was the one where they filmed that night in Times Square. And it was a huge production because there's no special, you can't add people. They were right. all there, Rockettes, you name it, you know, everybody from Broadway. And then the highlight of the I Love New York commercial was going to be when Frank Sinatra rolls up in a limo, he gets out and he says, I love New York. And they figured they'd have time to work on it, do a couple takes. And Frank took forever to arrive. And when right. he finally arrives, he gets out. They go, okay, let's let's do it. Let's let's roll it. And he comes out. He says, I love New York. And then he goes, okay, we're done. And then, and then he leaves. So one take, just <laughs> one take. And that was like Matt. And he was like, yeah. okay, we're done. And he just got up and left. I said, okay, okay, I hope it's good. But people seem to like it. Have a, it was a lot of fun. And so very happy. I would say, I'm I'm glad you're back for many reasons. One for your health, but also it was exhausting preparing like topics to talk about. And then and and then it it just takes so much work for me personally to to sound unrehearsed. It takes work <laughs> to sound unrehearsed because you have to have, you know, what are we talking about here? Right. That's your job. It's not my job. My job yes. is, you know, I'm so so woof. Welcome and I back. have I have the gift of always sounding unrehearsed because I'm <laughs> always unrehearsed. But you're also all knowing. And so this is like, okay, let's roll, you know, but Un- uh, unrehearsed yeah. is my brand. In fact, <laughs> it works. It works. So welcome. Anyway. Okay. We'll do, we'll do some news now that I can, now that I can speak again. It is, it is nice. I, I will say uh, one last footnote to this yeah. hand footnote to this. <laughs> I thought, by it, the way, was it, I thought that was, had to do with cows. Uh, no, it sounds like the disease that has to do with cows, but it's not that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the real name of the virus, which is going to just be open to a ton of Vic jokes. It's called Coxsackie. Coxsackie Oh, virus. come on. No, it's not. It is. I'll save that for the sub beacon. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying anything. But I think on I'm the just heels. Say, mm, that's interesting. I think on the heels of that, another pun not intended, we have just a regular cold going through the house as well. Because I shifted oh. from my other symptoms to like just normal congestion. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, normal congestion, a, a vacation next to the Compared other thing. To so hand, foot, and mouth. Yeah. So I'm just like, whatever, let's take some DayQuil and move on with our lives. So Good. we're feeling okay. And I think, I think the baby is patient zero for all of this. And <laughs> am I, am I mad at her? It happens. Yeah, it happens. I always figure too, like I, we're very blessed. My family does not get sick very often. My kids don't even get sick super yeah. often. And so when I have to pay my dues like this every now and then, I think it's all right. The re- yeah. I, It's been seven months since we were sick in this house. And that is a very good run with small children. And so, you know, you'll get through it. But we have to get through it by, oh, wait, before we get to news, we have to get through it by Sunday, which is when we leave on vacation. Oh, yes. Which we can now leave for because I have passports. For oh, children. hey, I was wondering about this because I checked. I just happened to check out my my own passport and realized it is expiring February 2023. And I think that's I'm entering the window where I have to begin that process. Yes. And I was wondering, oh, how did you do with the passport? So they okay, arrived. So let me tell you for yours, my renewal as an adult went very smoothly oh, and I got okay. it back very quickly. So I don't think you should have trouble, but you should start early because it's the government. Well, I need to, I, I, I you know, I wait, it takes 10 years for me to wait for the next photo. And yeah. I've lived with the photo of myself looking, I look like I have gas. 
Oh my God. I, I like one of those commercials and I'm like, when can I get this new photo? And it's 2020. It's been since 2013. I had this face like, ah, and so I'm ready for the new photo. I just got to get a haircut. I'm doing yeah. I'm so ready. I'll be oh, so you're going to, you're going to do some, got to do some pushups before you get oh, that's it. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So okay. actually my, my passport photo on the new one, you know, it's been 10 years. So I'm like, Ooh, you know, gotta, gotta make this look good. How was your old photo? What did it look like? It was fine, but uh-huh. I don't remember it being particularly good or particularly bad. My new one is so good <laughs> that they are going to judge me at the passport counts- counter because they're oh. going to be like, ma'am, you do not look like this photo. Or you. Poor you. At least they're not laughing. It is, yeah. it is so good, Vic. Ted at UPS with his little dinky 2006 digital camera is going to take all of my headshots from oh. now on because that's how good it is. <laughs> you should tell him that. He's got a future. My gosh. Amazing. <laughs> Cheekbones for days. Yeah. You know, I got to give myself a pat <laughs> on the back for my makeup. But so anyway, the, the kids, the kids' passports did come in. I did go to the congressman mm-hmm. and rattled some cages. Oh, yeah. Right. Not not in a rude way, but I just I made some calls. And, you know, that's to my mind. It turns out and I had forgotten this. This is the actual function of people who are in Washington. Is like, can you get this stupid thing out of this incompetent so agency con- for cons- me? Constituent services. And they have a special number that they can call to get it. And so I'm not, I think I probably would have gotten them by the trip anyway, but I think it was expedited a little bit. So they yeah. came in the mail the other day. And on top of being sick for 13 days, I was like, you know what? It's nice to have that off my plate. So yeah. And, and well, kudos to the congressman. Yes. Thank you. To, that was Congressman Byer's office. Mm-hmm. I didn't use my real life name lest they, or my my performance Your real life name, name. <laughs> my my performance name lest oh, yeah. they decide like oh do we want to help her first i don't think did, she's did a you, fan did you have to did you have to change your is your passport different than in that sense i mean you, it's not yes, mary I catherine a, ham anymore i have a married name and i have a okay. show name my, my yes. showbiz name is my maiden name got it. got it got it so it's a nice it's actually a nice way to be able to keep my maiden name which i like but i don't keep yeah. it keep it it's just my it's my my stage name <laughs> It's good. Anyway, okay. Now, seriously, moving on. I'm so excited to talk because I don't, I haven't gotten to. <laughs> the first story we must, we must, must, must talk about is this freaking nonsense from the White House, where they're bracing for Thursday's GDP report, which they anticipate will show a consecutive quarter of negative growth. Yeah. But this comes from whitehouse.gov in anticipation of that. I'm just going to read you a little bit. Yeah. What is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of following real GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Goes on a little bit. Based on these data, it's unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP, GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. They're saying that jobs look okay and production looks okay. This is straight fantasy. Just yeah. just made up stuff. Yeah. Well, they have to, right? I mean, they're going to resist saying we're in a recession the way they wanted to resist saying we're, we have inflation and that inflation was transitory. So in this case, it's pretty impressive spin because they thought, it what is- can we do? And what we can say is your definition that... <laughs> might have been the general understanding of what a recession is for many years is wrong. Right. And it is, that it, this is, yeah, 
audacious. Yeah. But I, and also citing, also citing that, you know, experts is, 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 it's another thing. Do you remember this happened with inflation? All the economists, like they wanted to basically say all, all the right. economists, they had like 40 something, 42, however, economists signed this thing that said, we are not in the middle of it. We are not going to enter a state of inflation. And so because, and, and, and these are like, some of them are like Nobel laureates, you know, and, and they're very smart people. Therefore, they, they can't be wrong. So right. same experts, thing. but yeah. as we, as we've learned during COVID, not, ex, not every expert is, is right all the time. Like this is, and the, the problem with the press is that too, far too often, I don't want to be all hacky, but the press is bad about this. They follow the narrative. They do not follow the facts. Oh yeah, they'll go along. And the fact is, no matter how many stupid think pieces you see this week, trying and I use the term think generously, <laughs> think pieces trying to validate this theory from the White House, where they like parse very carefully, like, well, technically some people say that, blah, blah, blah. The entirety of my sentient life, the definition of a recession that literally everyone has observed in press and in politics and in government has been two consecutive quarters of negative growth. That's it. That's it. I can't imagine the number of results you would come up with on LexisNexis if you did the actual search, which I have not done yet. Right. But and it's I, just got to be decades of that. And I'd say two things to this. One is, obviously, if this were under a Republican administration, they would not be giving them this much leeway over yes. the definition of a recession. The second thing is you can totally picture once the handoff to the media happens here that when the second quarter report comes in with negative growth, they're going to say, well, while some, th this is how it's going to be reported, right? While some people have in the past said this, the White House says this. Right. And just leave it at that. And then they'll have a quote from somebody at the White House saying that you're looking at these last few months, you're not looking at now, because if you looked at now, the economy is robust, right? Unemployment's low, as you were talking about. People are spending a lot. So you're looking at the past. And part of that is correct. And it sucks to be stuck with the title with, with, with the recession under your administration because you know there's only so much you can do. But at the same time, I mean, they obviously love to take credit. Every administration takes credit when the economy is great. Right. So then you got to take the, you know, you're going to take the hit when the economy's in a recession. But I mean, I remember the, the first Bush administration and the whole thing was right. It's about the economy, stupid. And it was about this recession, which in retrospect was a very mild recession that right. ended before the election, but it wasn't reported that it ended until right. the next quarter. And so it's, it sucks. But the, but the thing, the point is voters are going to be unhappy and if you have, you know, two quarters of negative growth, that's not good, whatever else you have to say about it. And the question that voters will have is, what is your plan? You've got to come up with, you have to have a plan, even if you have to have something. What do you plan well, to do? And I just resent being gaslit about this stuff. Like, don't yeah. tell me that things are not what things are. Yeah. I'm not excited about it. You're not excited about it, but we have to deal with the facts. So that, that annoys me. This this recession will will identify as something other than a recession, as a slowdown. I guess this is like a soft launched recession. It's a non-binary recession, really. Really, it's it's, it's going to identify as something. It's else. an expansive, <laughs> yeah. identifying yeah recession. That's right. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's also nice to just have an index of how many journalists go along with this nonsense. 
Like just yeah. put them put them down in a notebook and just never listen to them again. I'm sure it'll be considerable. It's going to be considerable. Yeah. And this is by this always happens with things like you know as long as it's Trump and Republicans, and I often agree. It's like mm-hmm. it's like protect the norms. All the things yeah. have to be protected. Norms. Um, yeah. And then as soon as the Democrats want to say, oh, I don't know, pack the Supreme Court or abolish the filibuster, mm-hmm. it's like it's like well, let's do pieces about how what yeah. actually what we want. Yeah. Is just for a better democracy it's right. not the right. norm is no longer important because you're serving a higher purpose because you were saying we're Democ- democracy is at stake yeah we're just we're just we're just saving democracy is what we're doing right so look forward to the saving democracy think pieces for redefining the word recession so once again on only on getting hammered where we say where is the outrage <laughs> It's We're carrying Bob one, Dole's mantle. Where is the this one, I actually I actually sort of appreciate this one because it's so transparent and it's stupidity. Yeah. About what they're doing that that it's it's like, OK, fine, let's see who falls for this nonsense. Well, it's funny. I was looking at the fall books catalogs. For, as you know, I do the Weekend Beacon. We do books right. and arts reviews. And the, there's a Janet Yellen biography coming out in the fall. And it looks just lovely about this amazing person and everything she did. It's like great timing. So, uh, well, and that's that part of my disappointment with some of this is that Yellen is a look, as I, I think I've said this before, but I'm a I'm a cynic who wants to be an institutionalist. Like I, I yeah. want somebody to trust. Yeah. And Yellen was someone who I was like, OK, look, like I don't mm-hmm. always agree with her, but she seems like a smart lady and you mm-hmm. know has worked in different administrations. And she keeps saying stuff that I'm like, well, now I don't know if I can trust you anymore. Well, yeah. And and also it's. Very rare for a Fed chairman to then suddenly become Secretary of the Treasury, right? Because in the in, in on the one hand, in 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 the former job, you are supposed to be this objective economist analyst about you know where the direction of this country economically speaking, and 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 what can we do to keep things going in a positive way, for better or for worse, and 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 making these decisions on interest rates and different things, and then suddenly carrying water for the administration, yeah, and it's it. It does. There's a reason why many Fed chairmen do not become then. It's like your. It's like your. It's like your favorite novelist getting on Twitter. Like no. Good oh no, no! It's so disappointing. Yeah. No good will come of yeah. this. There, yeah. There's a reason that they need to like sit in a mountain cabin and think no, about yeah. what they're writing. I, I think about Stephen King. You know. Yes, that's that was my. That's what you were thinking about too. That was my thought. <laughs> um, meanwhile, COVID is coming for us again, Vic. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised so, you're not wearing a mask. Yeah. Well, I, the funny thing is I do think if I'm, I should be, I'm not, I haven't been contagious since like day three, Yeah. but I have been pretty careful just because people are so nervous. Yeah. I mean, you actually, like jokes aside, <laughs> you brought, if, you, if we were in the studio and you told me that you had a hand foot, I would insist on you wearing a mask. You're like, no, you need to wear a mask. Are you kidding me? But the thing I'll is, be in my office. The thing is, I don't think that mask, well, first of all, hand, foot and mouth is not that contagious. So oh, it's not, not an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I don't think it would protect you very much. It's like, it's a symbol. It's, I do think that, you know, we're going on this trip. And if my, if my cough has not entirely abated by the time we go on this trip, I will probably have to wear a mask just to be polite to other people. That's considerate. Yeah. Although you think that I'm like polluting the entire area. And I'll say like, no, it's okay. I have hand foot mouth disease. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. (laughs) Have a, have a, have another Aruba cocktail, whatever yeah, it is. Don't worry it. about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I just mean like in travel. I won't on the beach. Obviously, I'm not going to be wearing a mask. Although 
let me note for you that in this new wave, I guess, the news such that it is, is there's a variant of COVID, which we always know there will be. Always. And it's contagious. And they're looking at masking in schools in oh, LA, of course. Yes. Possible shutdowns of schools yeah. in some places, depending on the levels of, of spread. This comes partly from the scourge that is asymptomatic system-wide testing. Yes. Which people should stop doing. Once again. By the way, the Senate is looking at some important votes coming up and they keep all coming down with COVID to the point that they're not going to be able to pass whatever it is they want to pass before they need to they don't have the votes get out because, of town. Yeah. And that is because they are asymptomatic testing on a regular basis. And it's like, just just go do the vote. The constant testing is what's going to shut everything down. That's yes. the thing. No. So at any rate, in LA, they're looking at more masking, more closings. And by the way, if this creeps into this school year and you don't stand up for it now, it will never end. Yeah. It will never, ever end. So a lot of LA moms are doing the hard work and standing up out there. But I just found this from the New York Times. So, so crazy. This is this is from this year, the year uh -huh. of our Lord, 2022. Mm-hmm. I had to check because I saw somebody do an excerpt and was like, that cannot be from this year. This is their one of their tips for, for dealing with coronavirus. Oh, no. Wear good quality masks in public places where you need to protect yourself, whether you have been infected with COVID-19 or not. Blah, blah, blah. An epidemiologist, of course, chimes in to say, for me, the thought process hasn't changed too much. I continue to wear a mask whenever I'm indoors and try to move as many activities as I can outdoors. Look, this is easy because it's summer. And then it says, this is the last paragraph of this tip. If you are hosting a summer barbecue, for instance, you may want to invite fewer guests to reduce the <laughs> risk of virus transmission. You can also check that everyone is vaccinated and has recently tested negative. At bigger gatherings, even outdoors, such as outdoor concerts or weddings, where you have less control, you should mask up and monitor yourself for new symptoms for a few days afterwards. The New York Times is recommending outdoor masking in 2022. It, I, I keep on going back to this from time to time. And I say this with, you know, genuine amazement that the human race has managed to survive to this, to this year, to the year 20, we put a man on the moon and now here we are in 2022 and we can never go out now basically without yeah. masks. And there are a lot of people, I, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode of, you know, the comments section when I was reading, the, you know, for the Washington Post and, 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 and a person, an elderly person saying, well, I'm never going to go out again. That's it. Oh, you know, it's so not, sad. and it's not like he only has like a year left to live. I mean, this is just somebody who's elderly and he's right. like, I, I used to love going to restaurants. So, you know, I will never go to a restaurant ever again because you can't trust other people who are there without, who aren't wearing masks. And yeah, so that's no. the end. No, the collateral emotional damage oh and goodness. just loss of not, not, there's a loss of life literally. And there's a loss of life figuratively that we have imposed on a lot of people, yeah. which and and people people who are very cautious will tell you that the loss of life literally it doesn't matter how much you lose on the other side of the ledger because yeah. it's worth it to save the literal life but that is not how adults make policy and it's not actually accurate because the many places where people lived freely right didn't have appreciably worse results so we have to That's we right. have to deal with that again and, again when you think about california versus florida Yes. New York versus Florida and all these people like Governor New G Gavin Newsom and J.B. Pritzker of Illinois going after Florida and how horrible it is in Florida. Is it really? You know, well, that's that's why they all vacation there. I know. I mean, it's, it's so, so horrible. 
it's it's, um, it's ridiculous. Well, it, we have to give you love to hear it to some friends over at oh. Rising, which is the morning online streaming news show of the Hill, and Robbie Suave, who works at Reason, hosts over there sometimes, and then he had he had another journalist on with him, and they interviewed Dr. Fauci this week. Now, <laughs> what? <laughs> so rarely is Dr. Fauci interviewed by someone who is skeptical of Dr. Fauci yeah. or anything he's ever said that this was such a delight. And I just want you to hear a couple of excerpts. First, I'll, first I'll play from, I believe this is from the same, yeah, this is mm -hmm. from the same interview, his recommendation on masking real quick, just so we have that as a baseline. You are in a zone or a, or a, or a county, a state, or a city that has a very high level of dynamic of viral circulation, the CDC would recommend strongly that you wear a mask in a congregate indoor setting. And that would include schools, places of work, uh, anything that brings people together in a closed uh, environment. That is good public health practice. So indoor school masking for, for Anthony Fauci into perpetuity. So we got that. But then Bacha Unger Sargon, who is the author of a great book called Bad News, she asked him about schools. I so appreciate what you're saying, doctor, about the moving target. Um, at the same time, there were um, authorities that made different decisions than the CDC's recommendations, for example, on school closures, and they did not see higher levels of child mortality when it comes to COVID. And meanwhile, the schools that did close down were now seeing just disastrous levels of learning loss among poor children, children of color, mental health crisis. I wonder if you would recommend locking down schools if you had to do it all over again. Now, I want you to listen to the dance that he does here. Are you ready? This man could single-handedly have said schools should open and they would have opened. Just listen. Well, you know, again, it's, uh, first of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. You're, you're, you're asking me questions. You're talking about the CDC is the public health agency mm -hmm. that uses their epidemiologists and their science-based approach to make recommendations. Clearly, whenever you close schools, there are collateral effects that are negative. Clearly, Vic. I love always, how yeah, you always yeah. knew that. I, I I loved how on the one hand, in the in the in the previous video, he talks about well, the CDC recommends that we wear masks, and then after that, he gets the question, well, I'm not the CDC. Yeah, it's not my problem. That's it, up to them. It reminds me of, and I have, d depending on the moment, I like yeah. John Stewart more or less. Mm -hmm. But do you remember the 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 correct? criticism of him was that he was like clown nose off clown nose on when it was convenient for him yes he was like what well, i'm a comedian why are you taking me seriously right. oh now you need to take me seriously that this is what he's doing there's more i have always been well aware of that and i have always felt and you go back and look at my statements that we need to do everything we can to keep the schools open and safe and by safe means if you need to wear masks in that wear masks, get better ventilation, surround the children with people who are vaccinated if a vaccine is available to help protect the children. Again, I have been on the record of saying that, always try to the best of your ability to keep the children in school, but in a safe 
environment. Locally, a decision is often made when there is so much infection to close the school, but I would always see that as a last resort. And I have always felt that way. Vic, would you say that the way that Fauci spoke about school closures was as a last resort? Well, you know, I mean, we, we, we like to sort of forget what people said in the past and just remember what they're saying now and say, OK, I guess that's fine. I think I guess he's always been that way. Yeah. But no, it's 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 really quite something, because even the argument about masking in schools, as you know, and we talk about it here quite often on getting hammered. They didn't do this in Europe. They were fine. The kids are fine. Studies have shown that masking is not effective or even needed with children because children are not this high vector for spreading COVID-19. And yet, I I mean, look, even after, you know, Biden got COVID, they had a doctor on CNN talking about the need for masks and how you got to mask up and kids need to mask in school, you know, and it's like, because, and and what they'll say is because as, as this would showed, it's been very effective. Right. But there've been studies that show that masks are not effective. Is a call like, unmasked that shows that lays out the data and no, there's set. so the thing is there's so little yeah. like gold standard random control randomized control trial oh. evidence of this and also just common sense tells you that putting cotton masks over four-year-olds is not going to be effective because yeah. a lot of things get through that and they just pull them off and play with yeah. them and then the thing that bothers me about this a he's like he's totally fudging what he did in 2020 yeah because as soon as trump said Schools should be open. He was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Got to be safe. And safe is the weasel word here. Yeah. Because what you do is you put so many obstacles into the category of making something safe. that it's impossible for schools to open, which is what they did. Now, had Fauci in 2020 in spring said what he should have said, which is this is a last resort to close schools. We did it in this very brief period of time. But you know what you should work on during the summer is getting schools back open. And some of that requires better ventilation. Better ventilation yeah, actually would I'm, I'm all I'm all for better ventilation, by the way. But but what did the school districts do? They just sat around and were like, cool, let's send out another parent survey and then not listen to it. Yeah, and, and they have a lot, there's a lot of COVID money that hasn't been spent. But he didn't do that. Instead, what he did was get on the opposite side of the issue from Trump, which is what he always did. Yeah. And say, no, 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 no. Hold on, tap the right. brakes. I'm the smart one. And tapping the brakes meant that a bunch of kids were out for more than a year. That's what tapping the brakes meant. Remember, he was he was portrayed by Brad Pitt once. So <laughs> just remember what that Sister. means. You can imagine what his ego is like. You think about the masking in the schools and everything. And I know this from, you know, having kids in public schools. You know, they had at they, they had to eat at their desks. You couldn't eat in the cafeteria, right? Because that would be deadly. So you eat at your desk. The desks have these covering, these shields around the desks, and you have to have your mask on unless you pull it down quickly to put the food in and put it back up. And there's no talking. Right. This is not good for kids. How is that good for kids? No, and- when 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 the when when they have a recovery rate of for COVID nineteen of ninety nine point nine nine eight percent. Well, and again, all look your recommendations. I will take more seriously as long as you are considering the downsides. And he's doing the exact same thing now yeah. with masking sure. as he did in 2020 with closing schools, which is mm-hmm. not recognizing the very serious downsides. I found the CNN coverage, by the way, of his his congressional testimony, which was right oh, after yeah. Trump. Right after Trump said, "Hey, we should open schools," 
Fauci suggested instead that schools open cautiously and said in some places schools should remain closed in the fall. Huh, that doesn't sound exactly like what he's saying now. Well, what he's saying is, you know, it just wasn't safe. Just wasn't safe. Yeah. And now it's not safe to be masked. And there are, of course, no downsides. To do you that. think it's going to spread the mask mandates for the schools? I mean, because it is a school district decision. So do you think it's coming well, our way, your way, my I way? Think, well, Youngkin is the bulwark here. Yeah. So I think not here. And then L.A., I think, is a big testing ground. I, I do think there's at least one L.A. County supervisor who has said, hey, I don't think there's a lot of evidence that this actually works. Mm-hmm. So we, we probably shouldn't do it. Or, um, or that cases are being measured based on the number of people in the hospital who have COVID versus because of COVID. And right. they're not making that distinction. And then I think the LA moms will make a difference because there, there are left, right, and center. Yeah. Plenty of parents out there, not just moms, but plenty of parents out there who are willing to be a little louder about this than they have been in the past. Yeah. And so I think that could make a dent. And mm-hmm. if you make a dent in LA, other places can avoid it. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably coming back in winter. And if it comes back in winter, it comes back forever. Yeah. I mean, again, not here. This is, this is, it's it's happening in the summer. So well, if it's happening is, in the summer. How much more in the winter when people are back indoors and it's deadly and everything else? And to, to me, this they is the lesson. This is the lesson of COVID is that unless you have public servants and parents and people willing to fight very hard for normalcy, you will not get it. Right. Which it's, is what which is what it took you. I mean, you think about what it took in Virginia yeah. to make this happen. Yes. A lot. Like, unless you have active support for normalcy yeah. Yeah. and active organizing for normalcy, you will not see it because the default has become whatever the unions want, yeah. especially in schools, which is this weirdness and all these obstacles to being mm-hmm. in a normal working environment. So- right. Work hard, people. I know a lot of LA moms are trying to do that now. Great. Because they don't they don't have a Yunkin. They have a Newsom. Yeah. <laughs> future president Newsom. Yeah, I was gonna say future president. Yeah, because it's so great out there. Okay, let's end on something light. And then I have to RIP my voice. I and gotta... then and then you gotta and then you gotta go back to the uh, the honey. Back do you to... just take do you take a spoonful of honey? Is that what you're gonna do? Is that help? Uh, you know what? I like I said, it's mostly I soothe. It's helped. The, and I, oh, I've, tra- I've been trying to gargle salt water. That is. Oh, that's a classic. That's a homeopathic cure for the ages. Yes. And, ages. and every every doctor I've spoken to has been like, no, it's, yeah. it's real. It's yeah. It. Yeah. I'm trying to be very disciplined about that. My father and mother, you know, used to say it all the time, but I just assumed that it was just because they're your mom and dad, not like because they were a doctor and nurse. <laughs> no, that one apparently, that one's apparently not an old wives yeah. tale. Yeah. 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 Good for inflammation and good for soothing. Okay. So. We have to RIP, not just my voice, <laughs> RIP the Choco Taco. Yes, you sent me the, you sent me this link. Yes. Are you, were you a Choco Taco person? Okay. So the Choco Taco. Oh yes. Let's explain what's happening. Okay, it's, it's among, it's among the sort of good humor style ice cream truck offerings or gas station ice cream offerings. Right. <laughs> and there was a rumor, which I think has since been confirmed that the Choco Taco is being retired and it's like, oh. you know, taco shaped waffle cone with vanilla ice cream inside with some nuts. And then there's mm-hmm. like chocolate covering mm-hmm. on top. It's um, just a different shaped ice cream sandwich per se. I think, isn't it basically a nutty buddy, but in a taco? 
I've not had a nutty buddy, so I wouldn't be having, I don't, know what that, I don't know what that is. And I've also never had a Choco Taco. Oh, I, I'm not sure that I have ever indulged, but I remember it okay. being one of our choices in elementary or middle school. But for but some was, reason you never chose it. Interesting. It was not, it was not my thing. It's a Klondike yeah. product. Yes. Uh, Klondike's great. And it turns out, yes, they are letting it go. Uh, it came, the original news came like via, via social media whirlwind. And people okay. were like, is this true? Because one distributor got a note that said, hey, we're not going to be sending you this anymore. Panic. But CNN, it looks, has since confirmed this news. Oh, that it is going to be retired. Yes. The Klondike oh, has said it was, it was born the- in the early 80s and it was mostly an ice cream truck thing. And now Unilever, which owns Klondike, they're letting it go. They own a lot of things. So you were not a Choco Taco person. And I guess it's really interesting that it came out in the 80s. I think that's when the sort of Mexican slash Tex-Mex food craze started really happening with Taco Bell and everything else. I Taco Bell has been around for a long time, yeah. but but really then catching on in different iterations, including this particular ice cream version. I've not had that. There used to be a Mexican restaurant uh, in my area of New Jersey called Garcia's, and it was so good. And it was clearly sort of Americanized Tex-Mex. Right. It's like, a, I'm sure if I went to Mexico, it would not be the same, but they had a dessert called deep fried ice cream. And I had that and it was amazing. I like a fried ice cream. It's, it's crazy. It's a crazy thought. But, you know, again, Choco Taco was not my thing. Being from New Jersey and the boardwalk, I'm a frozen custard person. And flying saucers. We don't say, we don't call them ice cream sandwiches. They're flying saucers, which is the, the sandwich is in the shape of a disc. With uh, ice cream with soft the, like, serve style, you gotcha, and it's beautiful. And sometimes you can get it with the nuts all around the edges. It's so good, and and and, and that's what I loved. I think the Choco Taco is one of those things. It's like you don't know what you got till it's gone. And people who haven't thought about, <laughs> I hardly knew he. Yeah, people haven't thought about the Choco Taco in a decade. Um, by the way, you can blame the pandemic in part because this is a response to a bunch of companies having to slim down their portfolios. That's very sad. Because, you know, they've got other they got other priorities and the Choco Taco is not among them. But a couple of people, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian tweeted Unilever that he'd like to buy the rights to the Choco Taco and keep it from melting away from future generations' childhood. So <laughs> somebody is prepared to be the Elon Musk of the Choco Taco. That's good. Which could have a lot of interpretations given the recent news about Elon Musk. But <laughs> the point is... It may still find its way. Yeah. If Unilever um, agrees to Unilever does own, own everything, doesn't it? Yeah, they do, because that was the whole controversy with Ben and Jerry's. Because oh, yeah. you know, because because the Ben and Jerry's division wanted to engage in BDS boycott, divestment, and sanctions of Israel. And BDS it, is another one of those things that like policy wise I do not agree with and also sounds like Semitic, so sounds sounds vaguely dirty when you say it yeah i know bds i actually you you got me thinking by the way about ice ice cream bars and i have a ranking of ice cream bars that i, I would like to provide you with right okay now. okay deep cool. thoughts okay top four top four. this is a, so appropriate because it's basically all that i can eat right now so yeah okay good actually a t- uh, top four okay so number four is klondike itself you mentioned the klondike klondike is great and the ones that have the little nuts, I don't know what that is. The crunchies. They're not really nuts. No, you have to really read the ingredients. Is it like a crackle? It's, it's like some a- sort of a crackle thing. It's probably rice 
Mm. It's great, except for the ice, the, the, the chocolate shell on it is so thin, it falls and it's usually falling on your lap or on a couch. Klondike, it's very hard messy. to get through a Klondike before messing up your clothes. It is, yeah. it, it is very messy. Okay, number three is Dove. I just never got into the Dove bar. I know that's a Warren Buffett, Buffett favorite, the Dove bar. Fancy, you can get them in dark chocolate and you can get Klondike in dark too. Okay, number two, Snickers. The Snickers ice cream bar is fantastic. You know, ice cream and caramel? That's crazy talk. <laughs> Okay. And num- number one is very, very high end. And it's the Haagen-Dazs ice cream bar. I know it's, it's very fancy. I mean, you would, you, you could get them. Like if you went to the U S open in Flushing Meadows in New York, right. For the tennis, they would have a Haagen-Dazs bar. And this is like in the nineties. And we, Oh, I'd love oh, that was before we had fancy things. Yes. Yeah, before fancy, But you'd be like, Oh, I'd love a Haagen-Dazs ice cream bar. And yeah, great. It'll be like $10 or something. And like $10 for ice cream. That's nuts. Now, the only thing I will say is you notice I, I left out Chipwich because I think it's a bust. You you get yeah, that. It's I'm not a fan because it's frozen too long. It's very hard. Don't get the Chipwich. I think I would I would put the Klondike harder because I like the consistency of the tempered chocolate. It has a very crunchy, <laughs> as the crunchy it does. feel to it. It does. And even though it's messy, it's worth it. Now they very used to nice. have they used to have a collaboration with York peppermint patties. Really? And that was amazing. If I'm not mistaken, it disappeared very quickly, but what it was a, a talk about like, you know, the old, well, what would you do for a Klondike bar? And then you, yes. then like, the guy would be like, feel like he was skiing and it was yes. so refreshing and cool. Yeah. That's what that one felt like. <laughs> it was, I was in the commercial when I ate the peppermint patty Klondike bar. Bring back the peppermint bat patty Klondike bar. That's, that's uh, our message to uh, listeners. Uh, Demand I'll, have look, I'll have to look this up and see if it's a Mandela effect or if it's a real thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. We don't know. All right. Well, we, whatever. We make things up on this show. And then, we, what? then we can investigate the things. We That's made. right. That's right. On the next episode of Getting Hammered. So let's just leave it at that and let your voice rest. That wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. Thank you, everyone, for being patient with me and for your good thoughts and vibes and prayers. I am, it looks like I'm going to survive. Thank you. Huge shout out to Matt Continetti and for our production staff and Jennifer and Colin for yes. making, and Vic for making everything work last week. We didn't go short because I was just excited to talk to you guys. So oh. here we are. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack MK Hammer Time on Instagram. You can find me there. Thank you so much for being with us. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. Oh,